Hi, hey, hello. What's going on? How's everybody doing out there? Well, we're yeah, podcast. yeah, exactly. Just going to do this podcast thing. If you're going to download us wherever podcasts are available, please subscribe. Uh, also, share. We would love to. Uh, and if you'd like to be a Patreon, uh, here's the link below. <laughs> we don't have one of those. We'll give you our meal prep ideas a little bit later. <laughs> we got a coupon code for HelloFresh. <laughs> it doesn't work. Try it next time. It is the Mike and Molson Too Good for Radio podcast. Appreciate you uh, listening wherever you're listening from. We start today with something that would freak me the hell out, and I think it would freak you out as well. It's a story out of Ecuador, okay? This 76-year-old woman is declared dead at a hospital in Ecuador. Let me just stop you. We've had stories like this before, but I don't know that it's ever gotten to this point. Correct. I don't know if it's been taken to this extreme. So she... She goes to the hospital, pronounced dead. Family's like, oh, poor grandma yeah, or whatever. Dead. So Yeah, exactly. So they go through the process, everything else. All of a sudden, during her wake, there's a, hey, let me out of here, coming from the coffin. Yeah. The coffin is knocking. And so relatives uh, left the coffin behind and rushed the retired Bella Montoya back to the hospital after the wake, um, it gave us all a fright, yes. one of the doctors said, <laughs> adding the doctors have said his mother's situation remains dire, yeah. but she revived herself in the... Can you just imagine for a moment? Go ahead. We're, we're talking like nine hours had passed. Yes. From what I understand. This was, the, this was yeah. like nine hours into the wake, and I don't know what the, what the time was between hospital and the beginning of the wake and how that all transpired, uh, but a considerable amount of time. And well, enough time, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know how, to your point, how quickly, but enough time to where pronounced dead, contact the funeral home, mm-hmm. get a casket picked out, get her in the right outfit. Uh, through all of that, never wakes up. But all of a sudden, and how freaky on both sides, right? right. Can you imagine for a moment waking up and being in a coffin? No, 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 no. I think I would just say, okay, then this is, this is just it. This is too much for me. I'm would gonna, you even knock and just be like, no. okay, you know what? I'm 76. Um, obviously, I had a good run. <laughs> obviously, I've, uh, yeah, I've, I've, out, I've outlived my welcome here. It's time to go. Um, and how long do you hear knocking before you be- even believe that it could be coming from the coffin? That, you're looking for a mouse. You're trying to, you know, you're opening and closing the door. That damn kids. Yeah, uh, exactly. Or you're going, it's like, uh, could you check the, the heating or the yeah. HVAC system? Is there a radiator in or something? Exactly. Uh, I mean, you, you, you would check every single thing yes. in that building before you go, it's not the coffin, is it? It can't be that. And, and even then you'd go, ah, that's ah. And, and how long? It must that, be settling. And not only how long between all of that, and then how long until you finally go, okay, I need to open this and check. Right. Correct. I mean, it's, that's a good point. Who's because, got that job? Right. Because it's like through all of that, you're right. You're like, well, it's not this. It's not. It's still happening. It's still happening. How long until we don't know if she screamed. Is she just. Yeah. Hello. Hello. And, and, and then part Someone's of this, in here. Part of that is, are we hearing voices? Right. Are we so is this grief hitting us to where we because I read this story earlier this week with a guy in New Mexico. Did you read about him that thinks his wife has come back as a peacock <laughs> outside the house? So there's that aspect of it. And then you get to the point of, well, it's not everything else. Who's drawing the short straw and opening the coffin? And if you're grandma, how pissed are you at everybody? Oh, big everybody. Time. 
Oh, everybody can go to hell. From everyone's <laughs> out of everyone's out of the will. From the doctor to yes. your son to the grandkids. I mean, every you are mad at everybody for what you didn't th- even think to poke me. You would think through all of Just, that, though. You know, shake me a little bit. Something? something. You would think the movement, though, of like from the hospital bed and then change. I assume they would have changed her into an outfit, right? Well, I don't know. I, I mean, don't clearly, know for certain. Clearly, they didn't. I mean, whatever the traditions are down there, maybe yeah. not because they didn't, true. they didn't embalm her. No, that's true. Yeah, they just shipped her right into the coffin to where yeah. she could. God, I guess it's better now that you say that. It's better. It's better to wake up in that situation than when you're on the embalming table right. and they start injecting you right. with it. Start poking you. So yeah, I don't. I I um, would just be freaked the hell. Don't you just go? No, nope. I'm out. I'm out. I'm right. I'm the minute that that coffin starts knocking, I'm gone before they start opening it. I've seen enough zombie movies to know this probably doesn't end well. So they say she's still in yeah dire condition, and she's the, still in the hospital, obviously. But she had the wherewithal to, to go. Not, I'm in. I, I, I'm in something. Right. You don't even know where you're in. I mean, Correct. it is dark as dark can be. Yeah, and you're just inside, and she had the wherewithal to. At least knock and be like, hey, let me out of here. Okay, and here's the thing that, that, here's really, now, if you want to have some nightmares, I'm guessing it's, it sounds, you know, Ecuador, there's no formal, you know, funeral home, embalming, the usual things that we're thinking of. Right. Which means the casket was not one of these double lined with the nice silk pillows no. and everything. Because you would never hear it. How right. many times have we put people in a, in oh a my coffin God. I didn't and they're and they're essentially just like knocking on a on a pillow? Yeah, and nobody could hear it. Right. I mean, at exactly. least she was like in a pine box where I guess you could hear hear through to the other side. Well, at least she did in the wake. Who knows where she was going after that? Right. Would they would they have just kind of? Well, Grandma wanted to be uh, cremated. Well, yeah. Can you? <laughs> at least she woke up before we get to that point. Yeah. But you're right with how nice the insides are of coffins that we know with mm-hmm. all the metal and everything else. Would any of? You would never hear it. You no, would never hear it. It was Impossible. like it was like a living haunted mansion ride from. Uh, they have that yeah. bit in in Disney where it was like, <laughs> let me. Out let me out of here. And it was it was happening right in front of you. I don't know why we make the inside of caskets so, so padded, so, so puffy, so puffy and nice. Yeah, uh, I guess because in our purview, I guess it's the eternal rest, right? It's just like you're going. It's just like sleep, they say. But I, I, I don't know. I guess maybe Ecuador's onto something. Just if I'm, if I'm the priest, though, I'm walking in and I'm doing that thing where I blow on my fingernails. And go, ah, yeah, it's you know, so <laughs> like, yeah, I did that. Yeah, there we go. Some, I'm the some, priest. Someone call the Vatican. Uh-huh. I'm a miracle worker. Yeah, you're gonna come Sunday on now, aren't you? Hey? Yeah, come hey, on. Yeah, come on. Know, hey, Jesus had Lazarus. I had your grandma. Where's the so, plate? Pass come the on, plate. pass it around. Pass, pass it around. You never you, know. A little from you. But then, but you would go to no, the priest. No, none from you. you don't want to come back? All, All right, right fine. that's fine. But then you go to the priest, be like, "But yeah, you waited till now. Why can't you have done that?" In- hey, the Lord works in mysterious ways. All right, I had to make my point. You wouldn't have believed it, it was in the <laughs> hospital. You would you would give credit to the doctor, right? Exactly. I don't want any of that, Jim. I don't want that Jamoke getting credit. <laughs> come on now. Hmm. Moving on to someone who faked their own death. Here is a. Uh, this guy seems like an incredible douche. Uh, this guy from Belgium. He's apparently a TikTok and, and YouTube sensation. Oh, bad news already. Yeah, so um, he got his wife and kids to go in on this amazing ruse to where he faked his own death. So his so his daughters tripped, tricked his social media followers by posting, rest in peace, daddy, I will never stop thinking about you. The, they go through all the charade and the funeral took place 
over this past weekend when all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this guy makes a grand entrance with a film crew via helicopter. (laughs) A little over the top, all right? Now, the full video hasn't been posted to social media yet, but a TikTok video did show several friends and family embracing him. He's uh, received a lot of backlash from even some of his followers for this, but he says... Here's what he was trying to do with all of this. This is what I've been waiting for. He was trying to teach his family a lesson about reaching out before it's too late. Don't you feel like there's a there's a good reason not to reach out to no. this guy because he seems like an a-hole. Here's what you do is you trade places with him with the Ecuadorian yes. grandmother. That's what you do. It's like I'd rather have her hanging around than this asshole. Right. I, I agree. He's a total dickbag, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah. There's a reason no one is reaching out to you, sir. Yeah. It's because you seem like if if you're going to go to this extreme to prove your quote-unquote point, I don't want anything to do with you. Because only half his family showed up in the first place to this particular funeral. And that should be a message. Right. And then, But then he said, since then, other relatives have reached out. No. What did it Seriously. reached out and said what and said f Idiot. off yeah f you going through all of this <laughs> because if you're the people that were actually there enough to care and he right. flies in I wouldn't give him a hug no. I punch him in I punch him right in the nut no, bag the hole's already dug just exactly push him in. exactly I would beat the crap out of be like hey we're <laughs> yeah. here for a funeral you need to go in there you jerk yeah follow through on your bit yes exactly you son of a bitch yeah, see how many clicks you get on this one yeah speaking of dead apparently. The lunches we eat are just so plain and boring, it's like death on a plate. China has discovered how we uh, in America, and specifically we white folk, eat lunch, and they're referring to it as the lunch of the suffering. (laughs) Um, Here's the thing. Continue on, but I don't know if they're wrong. It's part of a trend among Chinese social media users who are reacting to uh, what they're referring to as white people food. Um, Western packed lunches made up of plain ingredients such as raw vegetables and sliced meats. We do love our sliced meats as our lunch. Their uh, social media platforms over there are filled with photos and reviews of cold sandwiches, raw carrots, and canned tuna. Uh, and uh, in response to hundreds of commenters, um, they've said uh, one woman from Australia said, when I first came to Australia, I saw a woman who bought raw sliced mushrooms in the supermarket and just sat down and ate them. I was dumbfounded. <laughs> uh, another uh, person on social media breaks down white people food into three parts. Um, it does not prioritize enjoyment. It has no spices. Yeah, usually um, pretty bland. Yeah, it involves as little preparation as possible. So it's just two slices of bread and something in the middle. Yeah, uh, eat it raw, eat it as a whole piece, and third, it's eaten at work or school. The idea is when you get off work, you go back to eat your normal food and you feel your life come back. <laughs> they're not wrong, right? And uh, you know, and, and they point out, you know, in China, uh, a, a very or, uh, elaborate meals. Yes, with lots of different ingredients. They have their, um, their bento boxes and everything else, right? They refer to this as the lunch of the suffering. <laughs> And uh, they, this one uh, online user bought a pack of string beans and tomato to see what it was like to eat them raw. He said, it's so lawless and outrageous. What is it called? The the suffering? What is it? Yes, the lunch of the suffering. Um, I want someone, if you're listening, uh, and want to be a sponsor of this particular program, go ahead and offer the lunch of the suffering special, where it's just lunch meat and some cheese yeah. and some raw veggies. And I, I can't say they're wrong. They're not wrong. 
They're not wrong. No, because... What did you pack in your lunch today? Do you Did you pack your lunch? I, I eat here. I yeah. bring... And, and exactly what they tr- what they described is my lunch pretty much every day. Yeah. I go back to the refrigerator. I have pre-processed lunch meat right. that I put on two pieces of wheat bread, and I have an apple. And then I go back to my... There's nothing on that bread. There's no, there's there's no mustard. No, there's no, no lettuce. It's just, it's just, just the meat, meat and bread. I don't even have cheese in there. It's just meat, <laughs> bread, and an apple. And then I go back to the suffering of my office to yeah. eat my lunch of the suffering. And you're right. And then I go home and I'm like, oh, I can't wait to have something delicious for, for actual <laughs> food for dinner. One person in China was so shocked uh, at somebody eating baby carrots on top of some spinach and said, can they generate their own energy without eating? Uh, a person said it's a handful of oatmeal mixed with low-fat yogurt, half an apple. Everything's pale. Uh, if, yeah, it, it's, it's, that's a lot of brown. If such a meal is to extend life, what's the meaning <laughs> of life? He's right. They're right. They're right. I can't. There's nothing I can argue with. I hope here. no one's listening to this while they're eating their lunch and yeah. like look down and go, "What is the meaning of life?" Yeah. Maybe spice it up a little bit. You know what I did a couple days ago? Uh, here, uh, we got a, a new sponsor. I went over to that uh, new uh, Hibachi Madness over there on Hibachi uh, Madness. Madness. Was yeah! it Madness? Was it crazy? Uh, well, I got the sushi burrito. Oh, no. did you? And I've heard of these. Yeah, a lot of food. Yeah. When I picked it, when I picked up the bag, so I placed the order online. I picked up the bag, and I go, "Oh, a lot of that's going that's going to land in my stomach." But uh, pretty good. I got okay. the little uh, honey wasabi with it. Delicious. So get I, some for your wife too. Uh, well, I, it was oh, uh, it was lunch. Just, oh, yeah, oh, it was sorry. lunch. So uh, my lunch of the suffering was yeah. thrown off for a day. I actually I actually enjoyed a lunch for once and left and <laughs> went outside to grab it. And it's like a lifelong thing. I mean, lunch at school was, oh, was yeah. nothing. It's usually slop, right? Um, I never paid. I never paid for my lunch. I, I had it packed. I just got a lot of respect for these countries that you know they food, take the time. Food is important to them. It's you yes. know you've got to nourish yourself, uh, and it's not just eat eat some bread with some. A or, carrot, or or run to a fast food place and right. just have a burger and chomp it down while you're way back to the office because Lord, we can't be late for a half hour lunch break. Criticism accurate and accepted. Yes. Uh, speaking as we continue the podcast of the dead today yes. here on uh, <laughs> Michael Wilson, too good for radio Who else podcast. Uh, flies. Apparently, you can. I always thought right when I smacked a fly in my house. I would leave. I would leave it there from time to time and yeah. be like, "Yeah, that's going to show these other flies who they're messing with." And I would joke around, and my wife would then say, "Would you get, get that get that, that out of here? Throw yeah. it in the garbage." But apparently, I should leave it there. Research has shown that when certain flies are exposed to the carcasses of their dead friends, their lifespan shrinks in a significant and measurable way. And not that the lifespan of a fly is that long anyway, right? But then, if they see a dead friend. They start acting withdrawn. They lose body fat. No idea how much body fat a fly has. Right. Uh, And their aging accelerates to the point that they die sooner than flies that haven't found their friends dead laying all over the place. Um, (laughs) Oh, no, Larry. What happened to Larry? He was just enjoying some manure five minutes ago. You know, it kind of makes sense. I mean, really, if you're walking down the street and you know there's just a dead person, you know, every couple of feet, you'd go, I don't even know what the point is here. <laughs> when you put it that way, you know, like and in my mind, this is how morbid I am. I see the giant head of God with fly swatter just smacking someone on the right. sidewalk and then going, yeah, maybe I should, maybe uh, there yeah. isn't. The- that would just bum you out, wouldn't it? It would. Um, and they've, and what they, what was crazy about this story too was that they were able to, whatever 
enzymes or neurons or whatever it was that they uh, that they detected that were uh, causing the flies to get all bummed out and die, uh, they were able to extract them from one fly, put them in another fly who hadn't seen any other dead flies, <laughs> and that fly got all bummed out and died. <laughs> what kind of weird scientists are we are we working with? Is this Jeff Goldblum yeah, from sen- back in the day? Sensory processes can influence aging, uh, but we're not really sure how this happens. Uh, they've uh, exhaustively demonstrated that perceiving dead flies of uh, uh, the same species does have a demonstrable effect on other flies showing that they waste away and die early for the reasons uh, that were yet unknown. They go back to their wife and go, I don't even know what the point is. <laughs> their fly wife be like, yeah. you wouldn't believe what, I hap- what happened today. I saw Charlie. He was gone. And the next thing you know, Josh was dead. Yeah. And so what's the point? I know what? I'm not going back to work today. It's- I know I'm supposed to go and you know fly around some picnic. But why would I even do that? And we've seen things like elephants and orangutans yeah, and stuff right, yeah. being aware that, that of grief, you know, yeah, of grief, and that uh, and that someone died, um, and uh, and apparently that happens with flies too. So you can get what I'm going to start doing is getting toothpicks and just like put them on a pike. <laughs> And just right at my window. <laughs> like you're some type of bounty hunter or whatever. Yeah. You're like, watch out. This could be you. You know what? You want to come in? Um, they they said uh, there isn't a lot we can do with this information as of yet. They just, they've just they just known known that it's happened, but they have no uh, they have no idea what to, what to do with the information. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. If you have a problem with flies around your garbage and everything else, just line it with a bunch of dead ones, and uh, they will then die out. Did you ever have um, fly paper in your house, like those dangly things in the garage? No, I never went that far, yeah. but because that just seems cool. <laughs> it's bananas, yeah. As much as I'm like, oh, I will smack. And by the way, what is it about when the fly gets in the house that we all freak out and we have to grab the fly swatter and then you have to track it? Do you ever have that one fly where you kept tracking and tracking? You're like, oh, I missed it. Oh, I missed it. I don't feel that's cruel, smacking it to death, but I'm like, oh, flypaper seems just inordinately cruel. Yeah, uh, because you know they're there. Um, they're they're banging up against the window, making that dumb zzzz noise. Yeah, um, you know they they think your TV is a window. I mean, they do, <laughs> they do. everything. Everything they do involves if you're eating something, they're going to come around closer. It. Exactly. Uh, and yeah, you know, if you just if if you just you know ate a piece of fruit or something, they're going to climb all over you. Uh, and so yeah, it is. It's it's. All hands on deck when there's a fly in the house. You got yeah. you got to you got to kill that thing. You really do. Were and you in charge of that as a, as a, as a kid growing up? I wasn't. I don't know that anyone was in charge. I didn't. Oh, know. it was just the closest to yeah. the closest to the swatter was the one to try to because inevitably, like someone, some people don't have as great an aim with the fly swatter. I'm really bad at it. Isn't that the most embarrassing thing when other people yeah. are around? Like when there's a group of folks around and you're st- it's like it's like watching a uh, a cheetah try to attack an antelope at yeah. times. Like you get in this crouch and you're like, oh, I gotta sneak up on it. Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to scare it. And then you rear back. You're like, I gotta follow through real quick. And when you miss, it's mortifying. Is it possible to have a fly come near you and not do that thing where you just swing your hand at it? No one has ever hit a fly successfully. I have. Have you? Yeah, I've knocked down a couple in my day. But uh, you're right. It's it, we always just like yeah! like you're gonna hit it. Yeah, and, yeah! You, and you miss. They're they're just incredibly. Have you ever caught one with your hand? No, I've I've caught one once. And then what? And then I kind of ran outside and let it go. Could you feel it moving? Yeah, it was weird. Ah! It was weird. I, I I it was a it was a shot in the dark, right? Yeah. And he's kind of running around. I just go whoop, and I'm like. 
wait a second. And it was like, boop, 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 boop. and I'm like, ah, what? You're right. I was like, what to do? I can't like clap because then it would fly away. So I just <laughs> ran outside and let it go. It was the one. It's the one that I finally let go. You're much more athletically inclined than I am. Well, speaking of athletics, yeah, we have a story oh, yeah. involving ping pong. Well, here's another, here's another guy ball. who died. Yeah. All right. As the, as the death pod continues. Um, we have a guy who, in the Czech Republic, um, was found dead. 30-year-old guy, lives in his uh, parents' house, mm-hmm. was found on the floor of his bedroom by firefighters. Uh, Uh-oh, I don't like where was, this is going. Yeah, he was found wearing a one-piece women's swimsuit. Okay. Uh, he had tightly wrapped his legs and midsection and neck uh, with straps of plastic and fabric. Hey, okay. This is um, little, this is going a little Michael Hutchins, kind of, but yeah. I'm not quite sure where we're ending up. He, um, he apparently had inserted a ping pong ball up the back end. Oh. And what are you doing? Found an electronic an electronic, an electric massage device uh, laying next to him where he apparently was trying to like zap himself oh. for, for some pleasure. Come on, parents. Uh, Clean that up <laughs> before the firefighters show up. You're at the parents' house and you got to do that? And you go, yeah, right. Uh, well, he lives with his parents. Okay. Where else are you going to go? You're yeah, gonna, right. I, I get it. I get it. But it's like... <sighs> This poor, this poor gentleman. This is from the UK Daily Mail, uh, and it says, A man died with a ping-pong ball in his bottom after being electrocuted while pleasuring himself. The single 30-year-old man from the Czech Republic who lived with his parents' house uh, was found dead on the floor of the bedroom by firefighters who were forced to kick the door down. He was wearing a one-piece woman's swimsuit and tightly wrapped his legs, trunk, and neck in straps of plastic and fabric. <sighs> I, feel, I feel bad for him. I feel bad for the parents. Yeah. And by the way, what is that? What is the ping pong ball? I mean, if, unless that's a party trick that you're trying or whatever, that you, you eat a high fiber diet and you're going to shoot that thing out. Come on. Tests show the one handed device had signs of wear and had malfunctioned while plugged in. Oh, no. Uh, there were burns on his ah! skin uh, just s- slightly north yeah, of, I figured, his, I figured, of his nugenics. Yes, <laughs> she'll like it too, but not in this part. And <laughs> uh, such, the death was ruled to be an accidental electrocution uh, to autoerotic manipulation. Oh. Oh. After 48 hours after his death, <laughs> revealed a strange foreign body in his intestine, too. 48 hours later, they found it? <laughs> it probably just popped out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, there was a knock at one coffin, and then next thing you know, like, was he an avid ping pong player? Doctors found a, quote, <laughs> uh-oh. Wait for it. Quote, a fancy condom in plastic translucent box onto which the label was fixed with the victim's first name uh, marked with a black inscription. It measured around 5.5 centimeters. Another object around 9 centimeters in, in length Uh-oh. was also lodged up there. Yikes. So, Doc- it a, so it was a lot more than the ping pong ball. Uh, doctor said it was a, quote, round plastic cylinder onto which a ping pong ball was fixed with plastic wrap. Uh, oh, so they MacGyvered it. He also uh, in, uh, suffered internal organ damage. Oh. Of his lungs. Oh. Uh, people most commonly shove objects into the rectum for se- sexual pleasure. <laughs> I. What other kind is there, right? Yeah. Anybody else? Go La- the last two paragraphs here explain why any sort of anal insertion is might be pleasurable for some people. 
I won't. Well, I won't go into that. <laughs> why would you have to put that in there, right. Daily Mail? Right. It's like you just got to explain. It's, it's, just so you understand. It's just so you understand why There's, the ping pong ball I mean, will be there. There's it things. wasn't completely crazy. There right. might have. You might have. Yeah. Well, know. I think. How it, many times did it work before he? When they found him? I think that's inferred. Yeah. I don't think anyone goes. Well, why would he do something like that? No, I think we all know. <laughs> if you walk in and there's that going on, I think we all know why they did that's, that. That's just irresponsible journalism. Exactly. Someone's going like, to read that and go, well, maybe. It's not like a science experiment. Like, well, what would happen if I did this? <laughs> no, I think we all know why you would do that. Ugh. All right. Well, we end this edition on a, I don't want to say lighter note, but there's no one dying. Oh, okay. Maybe a relationship dying in this particular story okay. here to wrap Sex, up. poo, anything going on? Uh, well, the possibility of the hibbity-dibbity okay. may be in the eyes of one individual. All right. I'm going to share this story with you. Here's here's what went down. Involves an airplane where a, a gentleman is with his wife and kids. But apparently this gentleman was also getting ready to give a big speech somewhere. He's a lecturer, okay. and he hadn't finished the presentation as of yet. So he upgraded to first class while the wife and the two children stayed in coach so that he wouldn't be bothered and he could finish what's going on. You okay, spread out a little bit. Yeah. Well, this is then uh, brought to us by Jordan Wynn, who took to TikTok to share her point of view of an awkward encounter. The 32-year-old explained how she and another passenger had been unexpectedly upgraded to first class on their four-hour flight. The pair ended up chatting for around 20 minutes before the man's wife, who was sitting in coach with her two children, came to confront him. Uh Uh-oh. In the clip, Jordan estimated the man was in his late 30s, early 40s, described how the male passenger had first struck up a conversation by informing her that first-class perks included unlimited free alcoholic beverages. He told Jordan that he was professor specializing in nature conservation and route to give a speech on the topic. Uh, Jordan said, and so I'm asking a bunch of questions. She goes, I wasn't flirting, just chatting about what he does. At some point, he tells me that his wife is actually in the back with the two kids because he's very far behind on his project. And he was sitting in first class so he could get it finished. But then after 15 to 20 minutes go by, the wife suddenly appeared next to him with the babies and was visibly pissed. (laughs) She then took the younger child and plops the baby in his lap and says, quote, if you're not going to work, the least you can do is watch one of the babies. She's not wrong, is she? The man tried to defuse the situation by telling his wife, she was asking how we met, sweetie. The couple proceeded then to get into a heated, awkward conversation right next to this woman (laughs) who was forced to make small talk with their five-year-old daughter. Oh, wow. The wife reportedly said, we've been watching you with your head turned over here for the last 20 minutes. (laughs) So how dare you, sir? I don't think the wife's wrong. I was going to say, do you think she overreacted? I mean, he's just having a conversation with this individual, but it has to be taxing. Right. First of all, I feel it's one, it's everyone or it's no one. Right. When it comes to that situation, right? I that's on you, you as far as the upgrade, right? Right. For for the for the husband, right? I feel like it's either everybody goes up there, or nobody goes up there. You pass it off to somebody else because it's it's your it's on you. The fact that the project isn't done, Mm -hmm. you knew when it was coming. You knew you had to get it done. Fair. You knew you were traveling. So that's not an excuse, right? I feel like it's either everybody gets upgraded or nobody gets upgraded in that. So I understand why she's upset, but then but that's not why she's upset. 
No. I, it sounds like she was just being a, a genuinely she, she nice was. person saying, hey, you got a lot of work to do. Go, go up, up there. there. It'll be quieter. You can, you right. can concentrate. You can spread yeah, out a little bit. Right. But it's then when she sees him not working mm-hmm. and talking to this younger yeah, female. He's got a martini in his hand. And he's going, hey. His laptop is closed. And he's like, hey, you know one of the perks? I'm a professor. I'm a professor. By the way, that's a terrible opening yeah. as well to be like, hey. You know, one of the perks around this place is <laughs> a lot of booze, unlimited booze. Isn't that, right. Is that something? Because right. I think he's breaking the Johnny Molson rule, first off, of limited conversation on an airplane. It's so easy to shut that down. Right. I'm on planes all the time. You know, usually nobody says anything because look at me. I've got that face. It's like, don't, just don't. Just don't. Yeah, you it. have your resting, leave me alone face. Um, and, but when somebody does say something, I just say, Yep, that's right. She, yeah, she 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 falls into the the TikToker then goes, "Oh, this is interesting." Mm-hmm. And so she starts to converse. Now, at some point there should be I think 20 minute conversation is a little too long. At some point you should see there's a logical endpoint. You are on a plane, so the conversation should stop when you get up in the air or something or whatever and he needs to go, "Hey, I need to get this work done." So I don't feel like the wife overreacted per se. Thoughts? No, uh, no, no, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. That's yeah. I mean, it, she, she he's, obviously he's engaged in a conversation, and it wasn't just a hey, how you doing? Okay, this is where I'm from. This is where you're from. I'm going to work. Okay, yeah. And then press on with whatever you're doing. That would be you know ninety seconds tops. Let me ask you: If kids weren't involved, if he didn't, because traveling with children, I don't have kids, but I've seen people. And if it's five and three, that's just fraught with landmines, it's, right? It's and not so easy. And so all of a sudden now the wife is left alone to battle. The, she's outnumbered now mm-hmm. by the children. Had there been no children involved, and it was just the husband and wife, you don't leave her. I was going to say, would she still have been as upset? You answered the question right there. That's still upsetting to go up to oh, first. Oh well, yeah. You you don't leave her because you know yeah. They're, they're, Theoretically, point, wouldn't be the distractions, but right. if you do, and you still have the conversation with the chickadee, yeah, the wife's upset. Yeah, the wife's absolutely upset. So she's she's one hundred percent right. Yeah, lessons be learned here. Yeah. Just don't engage in conversation unless your wife is there next to you or the other family's there. Then you can at least yeah. engage, but don't go on for twenty minutes. You you walk right to the ticket agent. You get on, on a different plane. You go someplace awesome and leave goofball back there to fend for himself. Yeah, you leave the kids with him and then yeah, and go someplace else. Monaco or something. Yeah, exactly. Really We're going to go where the ping pong balls are. <laughs> so there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Appreciate you tuning in to the Mike and Molson Too Good for Radio podcast. We promise less death on the on the next episode. Yeah, sorry, this was pretty morbid. Yeah, but you know what isn't morbid? Mm-hmm. Great Father's Day present. Nugenics. Oh, sure. Every father should have a big jar of Nugenics. Under yeah, exactly. Father's Day tree. Yeah, that's right. So you give that to, to <laughs> you give that to dad, and you know what dad will give to yeah. mom this Father's Day weekend? Because <laughs> she'll like it too. Oh. Gross.